Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, at the moment, I'm the only person on the call. This week, we are talking about Chapter 11, Acting in a Certain Way. Yay! This is one of the four chapters that we have talked about um, reading or listening to every day for 90 days, for the 90-day challenge. So I have some familiarity with this chapter, having been listening to it every single day, which has been good for me, actually. It's been nice reinforcement. are a few parts that have been very impactful for me. My favorite phrase is, by thought, the thing you want is brought to you. By action, you receive it. And it talks about, this is the crucial point in the science of getting rich right here where thought and personal action must be combined. There are very many people who consciously or unconsciously set the creative forces in action by the strength and persistence of their desires, but who remain poor because they do not provide for the reception of the thing they want when it comes. So they think about it, but they don't take action to receive it. I personally can see how I've done that in my own life, so I don't know if that's relatable to other people, but I think that's one of the, um, that was one of the downfalls of the law of attraction and the secret and all of those things that were out there is, I think it stressed a lot about visualization. Um, However, the other component, which is the action piece, And what I found, we've talked about this a lot in this group, is that the action piece is not a direct line of cause and effect. We could take action in one direction and then receive in a completely different direction. But we needed to take the action to get things in motion to do our part. There's a phrase that I'm familiar with, which is doing the footwork and leaving the results to... God, which I agree with. So the action piece is us doing our part. Good morning, California. I don't know who that is. Hey, good morning. It's Ellen. Hey, Ellen. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am good, thank you. I already started the recording, and so I've just been chatting. I've been chatting. Well, are you there by yourself? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, all right. So I've been chatting to myself on the recording. What are you chatting I was, about? I was chatting about uh, my some of my favorite parts out of this particular chapter. You know, the by thought, the thing you want is brought to you, and by action, you receive it. Yeah. And, you know, that's the part that 
I was I was just saying actually that that's the part that I think and you know when the secret that movie and that book came out I think that the impression everyone was left with was you just have to think it in your mind and then visualize it and then you receive it. Right. And I think it left out the part about the action. And yeah, there's and, a yeah, right. Mhm. There's mm-hmm. a small and, part in that movie. Uh, anyway, I'll let you finish your thought. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I mean, it, I think it talks about it, but I don't think it stresses it as much as this particular, yeah. this book stresses action quite frequently, acting in a certain way, the kind of action to take. And um, so I think there's more um, focus and attention put on it in Wallace's book than there than I felt like there was in the secret and the other thing for which I think the secret was great I have no you know not no nothing negative to say about it other than just for me I didn't I didn't feel the action part as much as I have in the science and and as we've been talking about over the past few weeks it's not like that direct link you know it's like you were saying I think you were saying that I think it was last week about how you know, you take some action and then things happen, but it's not directly related necessarily to the action you took, and it doesn't happen in a straight line. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on over there? What are things with you today? Uh, hmm. Let's see, what's going on? Um, I, too, enjoyed the chapters. And um, I'm having a tiny technical difficulty. Um, my laptop needs to go in um, for a repair. So I got my old laptop off the shelf. And it, it still kind of works. <laughs> but uh, I realized <laughs> that, uh, that, you know, my reading is on the – I have a PDF I've been reading from on my new computer. And uh, – so right before the call, I was scrambling to try and get the, uh, you know, to review what I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of the, you know, the four uh, daily chapters. And so I've, and I've been doing it as, you know, an odd, the audio book. So I, I listen to the four chapters every day. And then, you know, I do go back and read them from time to time as well, because there's, for me, there's always a difference between the reading and the, and the listening, but both, both are helpful, both are good, so, yeah. And uh, will you remind me where you got the audio book, and, and um, in your audio book, are you able to find the chapter headings fairly easily? Um, the audio book that I have, it, at the beginning of each chapter, it states, um, it states what the name of the chapter is, so I can't read it, but it states it at the very beginning of the chapter. So I've kind of had to sort through and figure out oh, okay. um, what chapters are linked because the chapters in my book are numbered different from chapter nine on. They're different in the audio book that I have than they are in the in the written book. And I, yeah, I specifically um, use the... Um, I'm going to tell you which app I'm using here. Um, 
because the uh, audible, I'm using audible um, because I like that I can play, it divides up the book by chapter. Um, right. So it's a little bit different than my, my iPhone music player. And I like the audible one because it shows at least the chapter numbers. It doesn't show the name, but it shows the chapter numbers and I can just press play on whatever chapter I want to listen to. And now that I know what the chapter numbers are, so like in the book, it's 4, 7, 11, and 14, but in my audio book, it's 4, 7, 10, 13. So now that I know that, I just play those four every day. And it was, I think the, it was five bucks or something, four bucks maybe for the audio book. And I think somebody <laughs> else got it for two. Um, oh, and so. I think you uh, sent a link early on. So I should go mm-hmm. back and... Uh, uh, what I've been doing, I too like to listen to the audio. Uh, mm-hmm. And at some point, several weeks ago, I bookmarked a YouTube video um, that it's, it doesn't really have any visuals, it's, but I, uh, I've been listening to that through my iPhone mm-hmm. over and over, just out of it, because it's bookmarked and it's easy to access. It may not be mm-hmm. optimal. But uh, that has been working for me. I listened a lot uh, on the treadmill at the gym last night. But with oh, that's the, awesome, I think whatever works. I don't. I don't think it has to be any one way. So having it on audible works for me because then I don't have to be on the internet to do it. Because up here, anything I can do to not have to, you know, because I have Wi-Fi. Like when I'm at the office and when I'm at home, but otherwise I don't have data up here really. I, I keep my data turned off because of what they charge me for it. So uh, so I listen to like the Audible and what have you. I listen to it on my phone, but I don't do it streaming just because for me that's, I have, it's cheaper to just buy the audiobook once and just have it than try and stream stuff. So, yeah. So I, I think so anyway that works. Yeah, anyway that works. Yeah, the drawback to mine is that I can't, uh, you know, go for. I can't. I, I just have to listen to it all in a row. I, there are no real chapter headings, or mm-hmm. it, it's. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, it's not broken down into pieces. They do announce the chapter when they read it, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one big audio file. Yeah, gotcha. So. So there's that. But, um, yeah, there sure are a lot of different versions of this book out there on the Internet. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I wonder where everybody yeah. else is. Um, I got messages from a lot of people that they weren't going to be able to to make it today. So I wondered if I would end up just being on by myself. <laughs> so I thought I know um I know Shaw wasn't gonna be able to be here, Deborah wasn't gonna be able to be here. Um I can't remember what Amanda said. Um so and then you and I and you know, we're the ones that are on most frequently. So other people I think I know, you know, Deidre listens to the to the recordings. Um and she's traveling. Um, and a couple of the other people that have been in the group, I'm not sure if they're listening to the recordings or not or what they're up to. So, so I thought it might just be me or me and me and you today. So it's just you and I today. 
I'm sending you a text right now of the audiobook that I have. So oh, thank you. Texted, oh. did you a link of the audiobook that I've been using that has all the chapters broken out. So awesome. Yeah. So how was your week? Oh gosh. Uh it was kind of all over the place, but interestingly, uh well, a couple of things. I you know, I've been uh thinking about the theme of love and I had identified that um in the context of this book that the theme of love I've been looking for that to come up in my life and a lot of opportunities to love have uh, presented themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I've really been thinking about, the, you know, the concept of love and, and how it shows up in different forms in my life. And uh, that has been, uh, it's been a really interesting thing for me to focus on at this point in my life. And um, I, oh gosh, so many different examples, you know, from my niece who's going off for a semester abroad who needed a warm jacket, and I gave her my old ski jacket, um, you know, friends who are in the hospital who I've been able to um, do things for them to help them out. Um, I have wildlife in my backyard. <laughs> I have a bunny who shows up, showed up and he comes to eat every morning at about 615 or 6.30. Yeah. And uh, I've just been really noticing. Oh, and I have flowers that I grew from seed out back. So I've been looking at all the different ways that love has manifested in my life. And then uh, specific to money, uh, I got a very... Uh, nondescript little envelope in the mail the other day (laughs) Um, with a check for (laughs) $7,000. It it was, yeah, I thought it was the time. It was really interesting. Uh, It's money that's been owed to me for quite a while and, um, you know, about, about three years it's been sitting in an account waiting to be divvied up a, a, among me and my siblings. And um, I just thought it was really interesting that because some of the people, some and I was using the uh, the thought process, uh, some of the people in my family were starting to get really concerned and, uh, you know, implying that there was some sort of negative uh, motivation behind the person that was hanging on to the money. And I just kept telling everybody, um, no, I'm, you know, I, I was thinking in a certain way and putting a lot of positive thought into it, trying to keep the concept of creativity versus competition. And um, to the point where people, all my siblings were so annoyed with me because I was being so nice about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, I can't, yeah, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And uh, anyway, I just thought it was really interesting. And then the, the check showed up in the mail and, um, who knows? I, it may be uh, it may be connected to uh, my thinking in a certain way. Nice. So that's that's pretty much it over here. Good. 
How about, how about you? How was, how was your week? You know, it's been an up and down week. Um, it's it's been an up and down week. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll understand this. There's just there's just more hanger stories. So. <laughs> <laughs> you a picture of this huge display of hangers. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, it's been, um, but it's just so timely. Everything that's happening is so timely. Um, I was, I was talking to, um, to my friend Deidre yesterday and I was, you know, I was saying to her how great that I made um, a decision to do this book as a, as a mastermind with a group of other people and put it out there before I knew I was coming back up here because I made a commitment to myself and to the group to do it and to, yeah. you know, do the, the recordings every day for 90 days and continue on with my, you know, minimum 30 minutes of meditation, you know, silent meditation as well. And then, you know, do all of that. And so I made all this commitment to do this stuff and then I ended up coming up here. And so I just was like, God knew I was going to need to be doing all this stuff, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. I was, God knew I was going to need to be really, really anchored in like a bunch of, a bunch of really committed spiritual practice. Um, and on the other side of it, while some of it is challenging, it's actually helping me to see what is and isn't my part because there's so much that gets laid at my feet that mm-hmm. actually, actually isn't me. And I, I actually didn't do anything. And so my part is that I can still get hooked and that it still triggers me. That's my part. But I'm not actually actively doing things. So the stuff that's happening, it's, you know, it's like the story, you know, about the hangers, right? It's like, I didn't actually do anything wrong in that situation. <laughs> you know, a whole bunch of stuff happened, but I didn't actually do anything wrong. And so there's, so being able to disconnect from like somebody else's stuff and mine mm-hmm. and to be able to see that there are other, and I'll, I'll explain more to you about it offline later, but that there are other things going on in the situation with other people who it turns mm-hmm. out get the same attitude. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh, it's people that claim that person's time. So if somebody is claiming like my family member's time, the other person gets this jealousy basically is what I've come down to with a lot of it. So oh. Anything that pulls attention away. Yeah. And so it was super helpful to be able to see this weekend that that other people are getting some of the same. Mhm. It depends on the person, but you know, if they just basically have a closer relationship with my family member than with the spouse, mm-hmm. then you know, it creates an issue. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting to see some dynamic happen that wasn't mm-hmm. related to me, so I could see it a lot easier. 
mm-hmm. I could watch it all unfold and go, oh. And so, um, so even though it's been some challenges for me, it's actually super helpful because I feel like this is this the next step that's been necessary for my own personal development mm-hmm. is to be able to be in this and see me and hold on to me and not contribute to it and not contribute contamination, mm-hmm. but be able to see it more clearly for what it is to see the truth regardless of appearances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the appearance is that I'm wrong. But the truth is that there's just some stuff going on, you know, and the stuff that's going on doesn't mean I'm wrong. And so it's been it's been good to be able to see some of that stuff because it's been a long time of of having those things go on. And and for me to change the way that I'm doing things in a way that is thoughtful of other people, but still allows me to continue to be me and not be rearranging myself for Uh other people. And so, so yeah, it's been, it's been up and down and, and, you know, just watching the, the stuff, watching the thoughts that pass through my brain because we're doing this particular recording. Oh, I think Jarvis is on. Hi, Jarvis. Um, so to watch what happens in my brain with all that stuff going on and you just go, oh, okay, well, that's my part. That's my thinking around it. And you know, and to be able to disconnect. I think my, my friend that's um, dialed in from from North Carolina, he's been actually like, um, he's been a spectator to some of it. So he's gotten to see some of it like live real time. Um, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's, um, it would be completely relatable to him. So it's good. It's good for me to be able to see it and be able to disconnect from it and, and do my side of the dance differently and not um, not take on somebody else's stuff. And I know it doesn't seem like that's related to this book, but for me it's totally related to the book because all that stuff is the mindset stuff that gets in my way of being able to receive. Because mm-hmm. it gets in the way and clouds things, right, and, and makes me, you know, it's a, it's a worthiness thing. So anyways, yeah, so the having this particular week be acting in a certain way and taking certain actions regardless. So funny thing, I'm trying to get some things set up for our, um, we're doing a, the, the Deming business philosophy that we use here. So we're doing a, a business training um, in September up here in Canada. And so I'm needing to work out some of the logistics for that, like registration and payments and all that stuff. And so I need, I'm working all of that out for the conference that we're doing up here. But, of course, I need to work that out for myself, for the mastermind that's, you know, that I want to do when this one ends. And so I have to figure out a way to get all that stuff on my website and do all that stuff. So I've been, like, working through some of those logistics. And so Friday I was trying to get it figured out for us up here. And I thought, oh, I can use, maybe use the same method for the mastermind I want to do. So. Anyway, so God's let me figure out two for the price of one. So there you go. Oh, that's great. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's been an up and down week, but it's okay. This coming weekend, um, I'll have the condo up here to myself. Um, Yeah. So my, my family's going, going away, um, to a car show over the weekend and I opted to not go. So. I'll have like two and a half days to myself. Ooh. I'm gonna, and I'm going to soak it in. 
So. Oh, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. So what else stood out to you in the chapter? You know, I was just looking at that. Um, the, I was going to say the other part that for me... Um, It, ta- it even talks about how, what to have in our mind while we're taking action. And so the other part that I like is where it talks about do not wait for a change of environment before you act. Get a change of environment by action. You can so act oh, yeah. on the in- environment in which you are now to cause yourself to be transferred to a better environment. Hold with faith, faith and purpose the vision of yourself in the better environment, but act upon your present environment with all your heart and with all your strength and with all your mind. Do not spend any time in daydreaming or castle building. Hold to the one vision of what you want and act now. That whole section right there I thought was like, you know, it's really good. In the, the chapter that follows this one, it talks about, um, it talks more about efficient action. But it, you know, it talks about just taking that, taking action where we are um, and not waiting for a, the perfect thing to come along, but just for something better than the place that we currently are. And and so that, for me, is really instructive about not having to have it all be perfect, just taking the next step and the next step and the next step. So, um, you know, and the, there's the, and we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but the, the thing about um, doing the footwork and leaving the results to, you know, to God. And that's for me, part of what this is, is just doing the footwork. And I don't know how it's going to turn out and when, and I don't know what all links are going to be together, but that doesn't have my name on it. My part is just to keep staying in action and taking steps forward. So, um, so I've still been working on that for myself. So what about you? Were there other parts that stood out to you? Uh, well, I, you know, I'm not sh- Well, no, it is related to the chapter. Um, but it's, it's, and I have a question attached to my experience this week. So we take action, we do basically what's right in front of us. We take action and hold the vision of what we want in our minds. And I'll, I'll give an example rather than trying, uh, what, uh, I do shows where I um, sell my jewelry and gemstones, and I had there were a few shows that I had been solicited to be a you know to display at, and I've been just following my intuition. If there are shows that I've never done before, it's always a good idea to attend the show first and see if it's um, you know if it's a good market. Uh, and so what's been happening, I've had sort of a series of these come up where, like, for instance, over the weekend, I drove to Costa Mesa to check out a show, and it was basically a total bust. And the uh, the poor vendors, a lot of them are friends of mine, and they said, oh, you're so smart that you came and checked it out first and um, didn't pay whatever the thousands of dollars that it cost the entrance fee. And basically, their sales were very low, and so uh, I think that's you know I'm taking action, holding my vision in my mind, 
But what I've been encountering are, um, it feels like a lot of, I feel like I've been getting a lot of no's. You know what I mean? Like doing, mm-hmm. do, basically doing the footwork and then, you know, the answer coming back to me saying, you know, no, don't come in this direction. And so <laughs> there's a little bit of frustration tied to that. I feel like I'm uh, basically, you know, following the instructions and uh, also um, taking only inspired action. And, but I haven't, I've been doing a lot of footwork and driving around and, you know, uh, research for my business and then not really getting any yeses. Like what I mean, like an intuitive hit, yes, move in this direction. Mm -hmm. So I'm dealing with some frustration around that. I thought I would just throw it out to the group to see if anyone had any, anything to comment about that. Well, uh, I can share with you just um, part of what comes to mind for me is um, the chapter four, the thinking in a certain way. It talks about believing in the truth regardless of appearances. Yeah. I always and think it, about you being sick when I, when I think about that. Remember when you had the you had the stomach flu and you yeah mm-hmm. I always think mm-hmm. of that now so go on <laughs> and so uh, you know um, and so that's the part that I'm that I, and he, and there's a story in there where it talks about the guy had a plan and he did a bunch of things and then the plan didn't work out and so rather than feeling disappointed he was grateful that the plan didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Because what it meant is something better was coming. Mm-hmm. And the in I don't know if it's in that chapter. I think it's in a different chapter. It talks about. I'll see if I can find it. I'll email it to you. But it talks about if we have a failure, it's because we didn't ask for enough. Okay. And so if things don't work out, it's because we didn't ask for enough. And so that that's part of that. That's this like first thing that came up for me was to thinking in a certain way and how it talks about about having faith in the truth, regardless of appearances. So if there are appearances of lack or failure or illness or whatever it is, that that it's easy to get bought into the appearances. Mm hmm. But to think in a certain way is laborious because it requires that we have faith and believe in the truth even when we can't see it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, you know, that's the part that was coming up for, you know, for me when when you were saying that and and the um, yeah, and the other part is, in the the other part, the only thing that I can think of is. You know, here I was in California, like meeting with clients and running around and like just one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, all in California to then come up here and work for a month. Like how <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Right. Yeah. So, 
where I was putting in the effort had nothing to do with where I actually ended up starting to work. Uh So completely disconnected. And so what the other, the other thing that I was think that I, that I'm, that's, like coming in right now, Ellen, is that you're still taking the action regardless. And the action is how you receive, okay. right? So right. the action is how you're receiving. So you're taking the action and that's how you're receiving, right? You're receiving by taking the action. So even if it's not that direct line of cause and effect, you're still mm-hmm. taking the action. And um, and I was thinking to myself, how great you didn't have to spend the money to rent a vendor space and all that to get the answer you needed. So mm-hmm. you, know, you got to save a bunch of money by not by going and mm-hmm. and getting clear for yourself. So you got to save a bunch of money. And so I was viewing it from completely the opposite side of the coin. You know, you just got to drive up and not pay vendor fees to exhibit someplace and not have to be sitting there because usually when you I don't know about you, but most of the conferences I've gone to, you there's some kind of an agreement in place, and they ask you to not basically tear down your booth or, you know, leave a big gaping hole in the <laughs> in the exhibitor area because you've decided to leave because there isn't much foot traffic, right? And so you right. didn't have to sit there for two days. So I, I'm looking at it from the opposite side of how great you got to just show up, see, and leave, and not have to be burdened by all of the other stuff around it. So, yeah. Yeah. But I get it. I get the I get the disappointment feeling around it and you know. Don't yeah, check the abundance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I think I uh I yeah, I appreciate what you said. That that that's how I should look at it. I, I I think, and you know, this is an important thing. I think also to mention is that um, when when I'm excuse me, I have a naughty kitty. One quick second. Hey, sorry. <laughs> when I get on the phone, he does naughty things. <laughs> he wants your um, attention. <laughs> he does. He does. He he does. He does stuff that he never does. Um, Anyway, the other thing is I I think it's important to mention is the the fatigue factor. Um, part of my uh, my negative thinking toward the experience had to do with the fact that I was physically tired from all the footwork I've been doing. Yeah. So I, it might be it might be good to mention out loud that um, it's a good thing to look for. It's a good reminder for me that when I'm physically tired, I have a more of a challenge uh, seeing things from a positive light or seeing things in a positive light. And uh, it's always good to bounce it off a friend who understands the concepts because you just turned it, turned it around for me. So. Yeah, when I'm fatigued, it's hard for me too, so I get that. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, so that's good. I saved several thousand dollars. I I bet that show would have been a complete bust. So uh I'm just going to hold my vision. 
Yeah, that's what I've been. That's what I've been doing. Like part of mine is I really want to buy a house. Like it's a I've shared that you know it's the first time in a long time that I've actually wanted to be beholden to something and put down roots. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, so I've actually, I set my phone to get updates for uh-huh. updates in the, because there's two areas I, I'd like to, I'd like to have a place back east and then I'd like to have a place in California. So I want to uh-huh. have, I want to have a place each. And, uh, you know, since I'm, I'm having everything I want, <laughs> I decided why, to not play Why not? So, yeah, uh, you yeah. It. Um, yeah, so I found, um, and so I was thinking, you know, do I, in the vision of the thing that I want, um, and I don't want something big, and like I'm not a big house kind of a person, I really actually want a big shop and a little house, um, and but I saw a place that popped up yesterday. It's newly listed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like it's totally affordable. It has almost an acre of land. And um, I mean, it's it's back east. It's not in California, but it's adorable. And it's like this funky color and it's like out in the trees and the house is, you know, hidden behind some trees. So it's it's kind of obscured from the road. And the only thing is it doesn't have a garage, but I thought, well, and, you know, back there they have these like rent a garages or where you can actually just buy one and it already has the floor and everything in it. I'd have to get it wired for electricity and stuff. But I just looked at it and I thought, you know what, like that's totally doable. So that was one of the things that I, that I've given myself permission is to just to start, even though I'm not in a place in this moment to buy something, um, and giving myself the permission to live in that space of having the house. So, cause it's on the way. I know it's on the way. And, and yesterday, and yesterday I was like, Oh my gosh, it's adorable. Oh, and I thought, well, maybe that could be like the step one. And then I could start building equity to then and have a place to be and have be my own. So I could actually, buy a piece of land because what I what the the long term is I'd like to buy a piece of land the exact piece of land that I want and build something and I did find a place that has a barn but no house and it's gotten 50 acres so yes which was really exciting and I was like okay I could each of my kids could I could give each of my kids an acre that could build a house on the other side of the land far on the other side of the land I was like, okay, you know what? That might work. And it's already got the barn. Um, I mean, I'd have to do some shenanigans to make the barn work entirely because it's made for horses and, you know, not horsepower, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I could make it work. I could figure it out. Uh, so anyways, I've just given myself permission to go ahead and live in the space of you know, getting getting a house and not making it feel like it's this ungettable get. So, and I haven't wanted one. And I haven't wanted one until mm-hmm. the past little while. I really haven't wanted one because I just haven't wanted to be planted anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. so, um, can I throw another uh, kind of question out there? Yeah. 
something. Um, I have found that as, and you're the perfect person to bounce this off because what I'm, this, uh, what I'm noticing as you talk is that you have a clear vision of what you want. And um, what I'm noticing, okay, last night I'm on the treadmill at the gym and I'm listening to the, the, the audio uh, and I keep thinking that I have a hard time solidifying my vision and that I, I just have, a, I mean, and I feel a little silly admitting it out loud, but I'm constantly saying, well, Ellen, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> and I, I don't, I wouldn't call it an apathy, uh, but I do maybe feel like I have a little, I don't know, I don't want to call it a block, I don't want to call it apathy, but I there's this resistance of some sort or the fact that my what I want is feeling unformed. And so I wonder if uh, if you've ever come up against that, do you have any tips and are there any good ways to, um, you know, sort of get it to come out of me? Am I making sense? Like, how do I access what it is that I truly want? I know it's in me, but uh, sometimes I have a hard time accessing it. Yeah, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, And I actually used a uh, part of how I got clear on it is I used a different book, a book different than this Science of Getting Rich book. Um, But basically what it, what in that book, what it suggests is, is you just sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and just write down everything you want, like every single thing you want. Uh-huh. A whole list, okay. laundry list, however many things, just write all of it down. Okay. And then um, start with thing number one and say, okay, I want this thing number one. Now, between thing number one and thing number two, which one do I want more? Okay. One or two. And then if it's one, then say, okay, do I want number three more or number one more? Ooh. And then if number three supersedes number one, then it by definition supersedes number two as well. Okay. And then pick your top five things. So write the big, long laundry list first and then go yeah. through and just compare them until you can get it distilled down to the top five things. Mm-hmm. And then just see what that looks like. At least it's a way to start getting you, um, getting stuff written down. For me, there is always power in writing things down. So, mm-hmm. you know, because I have, you know, the bigger vision in my the bigger vision in my head, the big, big vision is, you know, I want my own television show. And like that's the big, the big vision is well, really two television shows. I want like one talk show kind of show, and then I want to do one like I don't know if I want to call it reality TV because that has such a negative connotation to it, but where it basically follows me and a couple of other people through an entire season of racing and shows everything that it takes to get that done and what it looks like. And show all the heartache and the challenge and the commitment and the, 
car breaking down and the frustration and the fun and the community of people because there's quite a few things that are out there related to racing, but none of them do a really good in-depth job of showing the human interest part of it. It's really, really um, vendor-centric, and so there just isn't a lot of depth to it. And I would like to see something that shows depth. And I actually have a friend whose business I would like to highlight in it who also races. And the great thing is that person races across a few different disciplines. So, um, and so that, you know, that could be, so it wouldn't just be about one person if we could build it around a couple people. Um, So there would be interest for different people in different ways. And this friend of mine, the business that they have, it's kind of one of the mm, top tier kind of companies in this industry that we play around in. So it's a company that people would be interested in following along. And I just want to show diversity in in it. So that's that's part of the vision. And hence, you know, part of wanting to have my own shop with my, you know, where I can have cars worked on and do all that stuff. And you know, get somebody to drive a truck and trailer for me. And it doesn't have to be a big 18 wheeler, but just a truck and trailer. And I have a friend who I know who I would want to have do that because he used to do it for us at our company and he and I have a great time together. It would be fun to do it. And I trust him and um, he's just a good egg. And so, so much of the picture I already have in my mind, but it started out by getting clear on some of those things. And so going through that list and doing all of that, And, you know, so there's like the talk show kind of show that I want to do, which is just fun and talking to people. And there's just a million different people I'd like to interview for a million different reasons and not necessarily all of them celebrities, just people that do things that are interesting, that are artists or and not not in the, you know, movie and TV world necessarily, but that maybe are metal shapers or do a lot of different things. Right. So there's a ton. There's a ton of really talented people out there. And um, so, you know, being able to do that and I just want to have a shop where I can, you know, also do retreats and workshops and all that stuff. And so I already know what I want the shop to look like and it, you know, it needs to have walls that go up and down. So that's probably going to, my thought is to achieve that actually with um, glass garage doors that go up and down. So um, there's a sound barrier, but not a visual barrier. So it all looks pretty but the garage doors can go up or down. So if we want to expand space or reduce space. So I, I, but it's taken me a while. That vision has been in the development for a little while now. So in that book, it's called the passion test. In that book, you know that book? I do know that book. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good about helping like get distilled down to the top five and, Mm -hmm. you know, and this, this, thing is is like to figure out what's the like you know for me it's to be willing to admit to myself like what's my like serious what my pants kind of a (laughs) dream right what's the big thing that's like yeah that seems way too big Um, Mm -hmm. because in some ways the way too big that is the real one right so that doesn't mean I'm going to get to it tomorrow but that is the real one and I've had bits and pieces of all of that dream at different times, but I haven't had it all codified together in one spot. 
but all the stuff that I've done, I feel like has been the building blocks to get me there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and in one of these chapters that I was listening to this weekend, because I was listening to more than just this chapter thinking in a certain way. Um, I think it might even be the very next chapter, but it talks about part of the reason we have the desire for something is because we're equipped to be able to do the thing that we desire. Ooh, I like that. Right? So like I have this friend, his his name's Brian Fuller. I was just talking to him the other day. He is one of the most talented craftsmen of bending metal. He builds cars and motorcycles and all that stuff. And he's also somebody who's done a lot of TV work. And um, the reason he, he has the desire to shape metal because he was gifted with the ability to shape metal, right? Mm -hmm. So he has the desire to build all these really cool projects because he was gifted with that gift and he figured that out. He figured out what his gift is. Mm -hmm. Since I'm a little kid, I've been told I have the gift of gab, right? Since I'm a little kid, I've been told I have the gift of gab. Mm -hmm. Usually it was put to me in a negative connotation. Oh, but you know what? There's something to be said for people that have the gift for gab, because a lot of people don't. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so in order for an idea to take form in the world, it ha- the person has to be able to articulate it and to be able to take complex things and make them simple and relatable for people. Mm-hmm. I can do that usually. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. usually do that. Mm-hmm. That is a gift, and because it came natural, because it's something that God gave to me, doesn't make it any less valuable. But that's what we do, right? The things that come natural to us that we just do and we like to do and it's easy and it's like not even doing it, we discount it because it's an innate ability that's easy. And a lot of times because it's been diminished or demeaned by people around us. So we start thinking it ain't okay. Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. It's what it's what makes us stand out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is if you're left alone, just left alone to spend your time however you want, how do you spend it? That's probably the stuff you like doing. I right. probably got the seeds of the big dream in it, right? So Right. Yeah, and I love racing. I just love cars, I love racing, I love anything to do with that world. Mhm. Weird. I love racing and I love spirituality. I don't know. How do you mix those two together? (laughs) But they do for me. They do for me. And, you know. How do you not mix those together? Exactly. That's right. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) You guys, I'm so sorry. I totally overslept my alarm. (laughs) I hope on the event this weekend I'm just like, so. Sounds like you need to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, I needed sleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that helps, Ellen, but that's yeah. It's it's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And the most honestly, the most helpful part of it is that you said, "I totally get that." <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, you know, I think I yeah. That's usually my first hurdle. <laughs> toward manifesting is thinking that I'm somehow different from everyone else and 
yeah, I don't know why I set that block up for myself, but I do sometimes that, um, oh, I'm different. And But no, I mean, it helps me to know other people, um, you know, have the same mindset and they have the same journey to finding, um, you know, fulfillment in life. And uh, it gives me hope. I can just keep taking one step at a time and moving forward. And And I also think that it has to do with where we are in life. And maybe we could talk about this another, on another call, but, you know, we go through these periods of life, uh, like cycles of, um, you know, the, the seed thought is, is, is born and then we take action and we go on the journey and then, you know, a, after a period of time, whatever it is, it's sort of in the rearview mirror. Like, hey, look, I manifested that and now I'm over here and now what do I want? And so it's a cycle that of kind of we're reborn over and over again. And I have to also remember that I have manifested a lot of really cool stuff in my life. And uh, I don't know why I let my brain say otherwise, <laughs> you know, just because right now I'm maybe in the, you know, at a, a different part in the birthing process. You know, sometimes it feels like, oh, I haven't done anything. <laughs> but the fact is I have done a lot. And I, it's just I'm at a different, I'm at a different point in manifesting uh, the next level. Perfectly put. Thank you. Amanda, do you want to check in? Sure. Um, I'll try to make it as coherent as possible. <laughs> I'm in the middle of making my coffee. Um, crazy week. Uh, you know, everything happens for a reason, even when it looks like it sucks for a minute. I think that's <laughs> what we were talking about last week. And um, so I had this little wrist thing that was going on and um, I decided to not push myself to go and serve in a, at a big event and <clears throat> it ended up working out because it looks like I needed more time for all the other work that hit my plate this month. So last week it felt like I was really, <laughs> um, I don't know, really taking care of myself. I had shorter days and just good to catch up. And then I went to, um, I was thinking, I was thinking about last week and I heard, I popped on and I heard you talking about the stuff that's so easy that we don't put any value on it. Like, I love being in that zone. You know, that's how I feel like what most of my clients are right now where it's just like play, you know, like their projects are just so fun. And and I have the contrasting projects where I'm like, oh, I need someone to do this stuff now because I really used to love this stuff and I don't at all anymore. I don't. Um, and then this weekend I went to, uh, it's called the World Domination Summit. And um, it was funny because <clears throat> I've been told to come to this event because they said, you know, your people are there. Um, there's a ton of Portland people there, so you'll be able to connect with your tribe up there. And um, 
And then some of the people who are in the Good Life Project got a hold of me and said, don't pay for a ticket. Like, it's it kind of past the point that you need the information in these sessions. It's more about the connections for you, and these are the people you need to connect with. Um, the founders of the event, maybe they give me this list, right, of who to look for. Now, Cheryl knows I'm not the type of person to be like, hi, my name is, I love being introduced to people, but this is not my style to just run up and find the person and introduce myself and self-promote. I'm just not going to do it. And, um, <clears throat> and so I always expect the universe to set that up for me. <laughs> it knows. It made me this way. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. And um, sure enough, I, when I walked up there on Saturday, um, and it was, I was going to help out. They called it a hero's adventure journey. So they said, come on a scavenger hunt, and I was going to help set that up and get everyone ready. And um, I took my own that morning through the streets of Portland. Like, I'm really glad that I was woken up somehow a half an hour early and got on the road a half an hour early because I needed that extra half an hour to figure out the one-way streets and <laughs> to walk to my destination because I hadn't found orientation. Anyway. It was a hero's journey. I made it on time. And when I walked up, the founder and his wife were my leads for the set. And um, and so, and the funny thing is, like, you never would have known it, you know. And the industry that I grew up in, you always knew who was leading the room just by when you walked into the room. You just knew. So they're usually the loudest and the most charismatic and center of attention. And these two were like this is their total opposite. And it was so funny because they're like, no, I'm you know, I'm Chris and Jolie and I'm like, oh my God, the two people I was supposed to meet that I thought I'd be working all weekend to try to get a connection to. Just to cancel with them first. And it was even funny because they even noticed like the magic of it. They're like, well, how long have you lived in Portland? Like a few weeks. How did you get on the volunteer list? I don't know. Someone sent me a link, and I just signed up for it. And you didn't make it to orientation? No, Marissa's. And, you know, it's just like they kind of looked at me and shook their head like, oh, one of those, you know, can't explain how that happened. Um, so it was kind of like that all weekend. I just had these really cool little um, moments of feeling like everything has been upgraded. Like, you know, I think I told Cheryl this last year when I was talking about someday I'll get out and speak again, but God help me, I want to go find venues that won't require me to sell. I just want to contribute. And if people feel compelled to work with me afterwards, then great. But that's how I want to play. And where I came from, you know, that was like all wrong. <laughs> right? Right? Uh-huh. And so I'm like, I just don't, I don't, like, I don't believe those exist. And, but if they don't exist, I want to create them. Like that's, you know, I figured if I couldn't find them, I'll just create it. I don't, and, and they're, they're out there. There's this one this weekend. They do this entire event. They cap it at a thousand people. It's a thousand dollars a ticket. They put on this multi-location event in Portland for three, four or five days. And um, it's all like playful and fun. They work their asses off all year to make it happen. They make absolutely no profit and turn it all back into the foundations that they care about. And then they have their other careers that they do throughout the year. And, you know, he's an author, she's an artist. 
And they are just both, like, good-hearted people doing work in the world. And, you know, clearly the laws of, I thought that was really cool that I'm doing this, these, you know, this book with you guys while I'm witnessing this because, like, I can see all of it being real, like, for someone, that they could do something, apply this much time and effort into an event like this and um, and not have to take a profit from it. Like, they're giving so much into the world, <laughs> contributing so much and doing their own work that um, they're so well taken care of and they've just built this amazing community. Um, you know, they sell, they sell out their tickets in like 13 minutes. <laughs> they put them up from all over the world. And they've been doing it for six years. So anyways, I just felt like all weekend I was having these funny moments where it was really clear that the people who needed, that I needed to speak to and who needed to speak to me were like, being made to cross paths through all kinds of funny things, funny circumstances. And, um, I mean, it was, it was really cool. It was a good, good um, link from this guy, like, like, see, everything's being upgraded. <laughs> what you dreamed about is possible. It's actually already there. And I disconnected you with people who could make it possible for you to get to their stage, uh, you know, in some time. So. I love it. Mm. You're in your spot, girl. I know. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Excited. Uh, You earned it. You worked hard. You worked hard. So fun. So world domination is on it, you guys, next year. I'm going. I might go as a I might go as a participant next year. But and and Cheryl. Oh my god, Cheryl, they treat their ambassadors. They give their ambassadors six hour shifts. Have you ever heard of such a thing? They do what? <laughs> They've cut out, they, I didn't hear you. They do what? They give their volunteers six hour shifts. No. Yes. And and then if they don't like, they don't treat them like disposable objects. <laughs> if you, if you want to come in and like play and listen to speakers before you're welcome, you can go to the bark sessions afterwards. You can go to the parties. If you're not working, you're playing. And just because of like all the work that I have and the, um, the energy that I'm working with right now with home and settling in, I just went for my shift and stayed like half an hour on either side. I made some great connections, but I could have been there for the whole time and just been connecting with people and playing. And I mean, it's like, and it's funny because I feel like I'm always that irritating person in the room. I'm just like, wow, this is an amazing. And I did the same thing at camp last year. This is so world class. Like, you guys, I mean, you guys are all so nice. And they're looking at me like, where did you come from? I don't know. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, well, the leader is bringing. The leader is bringing all the volunteers food. Did I see that right here? Let me like 
rub my eyes and see if my eyes are working. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a 180 for sure. That's a 180 for sure. But how great. It shows the progress, right? Totally. Like how great. Yeah. It shows the and I know that I needed that. I'm really clear. I'm really clear that I needed to be. I needed everything that I got from this, the good stuff and the hard stuff. Yeah. Oh, so did I. Yeah. There was a ton of good and there was some other stuff and it was all necessary. It was all part, necessary part of the journey. For sure. All right. I'm sorry. Our dog just wiped out on our new hardwood floor. She's trying to find the figure. Oh. <laughs> We're just laughing. <laughs> All right. Well, does anybody have anything else? All right. Well, next week is Chapter 12, which is Efficient Action. And Chapter 13, which is, sorry, I'm screwing to find it, Getting Into the Right Business. So we have two chapters per week for the next few weeks. Um, So next week is those two. I'm excited. I like those two chapters. Me too. Good call today. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. And I will Thank you. Talk, I'll talk to you guys next week or I'm sure all of you before then, but we'll talk to you <laughs> next week. Oh oh one other thing. On on the last Monday that on Labor Day Monday. Um, how does 10 a.m. work for everybody? Well, could we do it at 10 a.m. instead of 7 a.m. that day? Fine with me. 10, you said? Yeah. On the actual Labor Day. Okay, yeah, because it's Labor Day that day, so a lot of places are off, so... Deidre is off that day, so she was going to be able to be on the call live if we could do it at 10 a.m. our time, which would be at West Coast time, which would be 7 a.m. her time. So, um, so yeah, uh, you can you can just email and let me know if that works. So, and I know Shell said you know she doesn't even know what she's doing, so it'll be fine with her. So, if that's workable, then it'd be fun to do it, and she could Deidre could be on the call live with us all. So. Sounds good. All righty. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Happy manifesting. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.